What is this series called again? I feel like I have to ask you. Every knowing the will of God. Knowing the will of yes. God. Or right. discerning the yeah. will of God. Discerning the will of God. Knowing the will of knowing the will of God was kind of the subject last time, right? Uh, like, it will, it will be you. all of it. Yeah, it'll be, um, but particularly kind of laying the groundwork for understanding the will of God and how it all kind of works. Because this one you talked about, like, do you like the will of God? Yeah, that was one of the questions I said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, "That's a really good question, right there." Uh, So yeah, not so much do you know the will of God, but do you like it? Yeah, I mean, there's really (laughs) two major aspects of it: do you know the will of God, and do you like the will of God? Because both, uh, you obviously need to know it in order to understand it, but also, you know, liking it is another thing too. You know, particularly, you know, when it comes to um, just where you live, sort of. Uh, the reality of what your life is a product of God's will for you. Uh, and so it is one of those things that, uh, you know, contentedness goes a long way to understanding the will of God, which I really haven't quite got into yet. But So I'm going to try and jump around here a little bit. Oh, you know what? I'm going to come back to it because you talk about the, I want to come back to, we're going to talk about the uh, not just having faith in Jesus, Mm-hmm. but the faith of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we'll come back around to that. But like, I'm, I'm looking at my notes here and I'm just now realizing that you mentioned this at the beginning and you wrapped it up at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Because, yeah. uh, like the, just like those, those two things you never think, I never think about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think most people think about it. So that was really interesting. But you, you talked about, uh, the Matthew eight twenty three, the storm that they mm-hmm. were, they're in the boat and everything. And Jesus is sleeping and right. He's sleeping. Yeah. And they're like, ah, don't you care that we're perishing? Yeah. You know? uh-huh. yep. And you, you went into all of these details, uh, regarding that this displays, uh, Christ's authority And you talked about how the disciples didn't just, like, they had faith in Jesus Mm -hmm. because they otherwise wouldn't have woke him up. They were like, you know, they were like, we know that you can fix this. And if anything, you could even take it a step further. Like, they know that they would perish, but he wouldn't, Mm -hmm. no matter what happened. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. If he doesn't intervene, he's just going to float away and the rest of us are going (laughs) to drown, you know? And, And so they got faith in him, but they didn't have, like, faith. Like Jesus does, to say it another the way. The faith of Jesus, yeah. yeah. The, which is and, the unseen knowledge of Jesus, yeah. But I, I thought at first, when I first, you were like bringing that up, and I was like, you know, this is a lot like Jonah. Mm-hmm. Jonah's sleeping in the boat, uh-huh, yeah. and there's this storm, and they're throwing, I believe they're throwing cargo overboard oh, and everything, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and they're like, ah, oh, wake up, you idiot, and call out to God, like, you know, we're all dying, or call to your God, because yeah. they're all different faiths, like, imagine that. Uh, so, that was that was interesting, because that was the first thing that popped into my mind, and I was like, oh, this went a totally different direction than where <laughs> my mind went. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, so, when we when we talk about that, like you when you mentioned that they had you know faith in Jesus, I never thought of it that way. That they uh, obviously believed that Jesus could stop the storm or control the storm, and that Jesus that they did have faith that he had that kind of authority. 
but also you're saying that uh, you're saying that they did and that they were actually lacking a different kind of faith. And you went you went into some details when Jesus is like uh, when he says, I believe he calls them. You we go into him calling them little faiths and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And really, is that the kind of the same circumstances here? Like when we're talking about like every time that Jesus talks about them being of little faith, is he is he referring to this faith, the same faith faith of Jesus as opposed to faith in Jesus? Is this that's a good question? Common? I'm not sure. If maybe every time it's like that, but uh, certainly in this instance, I think it is the case, right? Um, I mean, they might have just woken him up to be like, "Hey, you need to help here." You know, I I think the fact that Jesus was able to rebuke the storm and calm it was a surprise to them, for sure. Um, uh, but you know, we learn uh, just as much about the rebuke of the disciples there as we do about the uh, Jesus rebuked the storm and, and he is, you know, rebuking them in a sense, right. For, because they do not yet have his unseen knowledge. They do obviously trust in him. Uh, and you know, obviously they're coming to know him, right. I mean, that's part of the, they're part of That's part of the journey of those three years. The disciples with Jesus is that discovery of who he really actually is. Right. Um, and, uh, and so, but one of the things that we see there, yeah, is that they do not yet have the faith of Jesus, which if they did have the faith of Jesus, they could probably sleep in the boat as well. Right. And not be concerned about the storm. Mm-hmm. So are you saying that if you have the faith of Jesus, your boat's not going to sink? So, I mean, obviously there, I mean, two things that are really happening in that story are, um, you're start, it's just another story by Matthew about the authority of Jesus. So you have the authority of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. You have the authority of Jesus um, in able to speak and heal and not even be present to heal. You have the authority of Jesus to command demons to go out. So it's, But he also he's, has the authority to speak to a storm to calm it. You know, so the, you know, um, but what, uh, so... Basically, when we're talking about the will of God, there's two things that are really need to be happening in our lives. One is uh, we need to love not just like God, because that would be one of those things where you could be like, okay, I want to sacrifice, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it kind of depends on us. But the first sermon I tried to say, it's really the love of of God through you. So you are actually receiving the love God has given to you in your inner being. That's what then comes out in a way um, to the world uh, through the Holy Spirit and you. And that's the only thing that's going to keep you from envy and other things. Like envy is one of the ways that we really misunderstand the will of God because we want what another person has. And so then we decide, well, that's what I'm going to get. And then we often attach that to the will of God. But also it's true that we also not only just need the love of God, not just love like God, but we need the love of God. Um, We need to have not just faith in Jesus. We need to have the faith of Jesus. So uh, where it actually is the unseen knowledge that Jesus has. Uh, helping us and assisting us in the circumstances 
that we have. Um, and so I did make the point too, like if you have the faith of Jesus, it's not going to mean that storms don't come. You know? Yeah. I was about to kind of mention that because you, you go into a little bit of detail in the sermon on that, where it's not a avoidance thing. You're not going to be dodging all of these problems. It's not like, you know, you're not going to have storms, but rather uh, you're going to know how to deal with them. Yep. And, and you, you said something that was really, really meaningful to me because I feel like I've been looking for a way to explain this, but you mentioned that uh, when we have like the faith of Jesus and, and we're, we're avoiding this, this, uh, or, or, you know, we're, we're in this, you know, love of Christ state, I guess you will. Uh, when we have storms, it, it's not that we won't have storms, but that when we do have storms, we know how to handle them. Right. And what was it you said exactly? You were, you said, um, that when storms come, we would be able to, uh, I guess not really cast it off onto God necessarily. But the way I've always heard it said is don't tell God how big your storms are. Tell your storms how big your God is. And that's, <laughs> you said it, it's like, that's so cheesy. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's, uh, that's, 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 you know what I'm saying? Pre- that, that'll preach though, for sure. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but you, you said it a better way. I wish I would have taken down in a note. Do you recall what you said? Well, one of the things that actually helped me understand that is thinking not necessarily myself as a disciple, although I certainly could put myself in the, their shoes, right? I'd be freaking out in, in a storm like that too. Um, it's hard to relate to Jesus because I don't think I'd be sleeping, right? Uh, but the way that I has helped me really think through that is is actually um, thinking myself actually as the boat, <laughs> right? So, um, and within me, uh, you know, if my boat is if the boat is my body, uh, within my body is uh, is uh, two persons. One is myself, and the other is Jesus. And uh, in a storm, uh, Jesus is sleeping, you know, uh, and in, but in a storm, myself is probably freaking out. And really the reality is then, uh, that's why it's so important for you to know the will of God. Now I'm thinking Jesus probably um, knows that he is going to die on the cross, right? And so he knows he's not going to die in that storm. You know, he just he knows it's, it's this is not going to be a storm that's going to be his death, um, and uh, because he knows the will of God, which would probably he I'm sure almost certainly he would have known that he was going to go to the cross. So, um, so that's why I'm saying, in a sense, right? It's really important for us to know the will of God and have and really asking for the faith of Christ asking for the mind of Christ so that um, we, when we encounter storms, it's not just because like we are telling God or telling our storm how big God is. It's actually that we know that this is just not something that's going to uh, be the cause of our undoing or destruction or something like that. So, um, so I just take it to mean that since Jesus had the unseen knowledge of what his death was going to be, he just was like, you know, a storm, even a very serious storm in the Sea of Galilee 
was not going to was not going to like be the end of him, you know. So, um, and I think it's similar for us. Is like that's why it's so important for us to understand the will of God. So when I have, so I I go through, I have anxiety attacks like on and off in my life. Mm -hmm. I have for like the past, man, I'm getting so old. It's been like a decade and Mm -hmm. a half now. So way too long. Sometimes I I, I used to think I was still in my early 20s, even though I was in my 30s. Now it's like, it's really hitting me. I'm like, I am not in my 20s. Like (laughs) I am in my actual late 30s. Uh, This is horrible. So and panic. <laughs> and seriously, yeah. You know, I'm going through a midlife crisis. My <laughs> wife is like, shut up about it. Okay, yes, you're old. Get over it. You know? <laughs> but uh, so one time, though, I had one of these anxiety attacks. And the, you know, basically, like, you know, the way I looked at it is I was like, you know, I am a a child of God. My dad is the supreme, my father is the supreme king of the entire universe, creator of all things. What could this anxiety attack possibly do to me? Mm-hmm. Mm. Is that the right mindset? Is that the mindset you're talking about? Yes, in a, in a sense. So, um, so, you know, panic attacks, anxiety attacks, right? Those can happen for a number of different reasons, right? Some can just be physiological or, you're, you know, like you might be sick black sleep, you know, or something like that. You're allergic to something. Chemical I mean, things can, yeah, yeah, things like that. That can totally, you know, so there's part, part of it that is, is you, you can't just say it's always spiritual. But oh, a lot yeah. of panic I, attacks are always, some panic attacks are spiritual. Oh, no, sure. this, yeah, I don't think it was a spiritual mm-hmm. uh, anxiety attack. It was, it was definitely like, I just, like, sometimes I get lack of exercise. You know, I, this was back to, like, I was, I was like, I think I was just, just started dating, uh, my wife at that time, mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't spiritual, but I definitely took a, uh, cause I knew like I was going to have anxiety attacks for a couple of weeks until I got my, you know, act together, got my exercising back up, stopped mm-hmm. eating horribly, started, yep. you know, get back to sleeping right and everything, because that's what, that's where my imbalance comes from. Because every time I correct those things, that's when they go away. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> Uh, that's, yeah, it wasn't a spiritual anxiety attack, but I think that just my approach though was that like, you know, before it was like, oh, I need to go hide in my room, you know, call off of work, not leave the house for, you know, I was afraid to go out because I didn't want to have an anxiety attack. Yeah. I've been there. Walk was, yeah, dude, I've been there. It was a horrible idea, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, and so instead I was like, I want to approach that. I need to continue on with my day. Just like, you know, if I'm, you know, making the right analogy here. Just like, you know, as if, you know, this was a storm that came and if I'm going to look at it the way that, uh, Jesus does, you know, he's like, I'm going to take a nap and I'm, you know, we're going to cruise across the storm. We're going to get to the other side and I'm going to continue on my path to where the father has me going, which is the cross in his case. In my case, it was, you know, I guess to having kids, <laughs> getting married and having kids, you know, I don't know. So, you know, you're, you're in your thirties. You really want to be married. You you would love to have children someday. You would love to be financially secure. That's what you want. That's an that is a an expression of yourself, of your will, right? And none of those things are wrong or bad, right? But anything that threatens those things is going to obviously make you anxious, right? And so circumstances become like pretty big deal 
because your circumstances are just things that are you're kind of watching and evaluating whether or not you're going to get what it is you really want, what you feel like your soul really needs. And so um, that's why it's so important that we understand that we need, we really do need the love of God to come in and replace really what it is, our, even our natural desires to help guide and control our lives. Um, and even though those things are not bad, they just can't control your life. And if they do control your life, you're going to have, and this is, this is almost all of our typical experiences. That's is why, um, why I started this series with uh, envy, uh, because uh, envy really just basically is the you seeing what it is that you need that another person has and wanting it and going after it. <laughs> you know, um, that's pretty much how everybody's life works. And so, but that's the self, and the self needs to be. Um, superseded by uh, the receiving of the love of God. I, I guess I'm still, uh, I, I don't know if, I, I get what you're saying, like about the envy thing, but where I get lost is, I feel like I've always, <laughs> I've always envied like a future, a, a, a no, 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 not a future version of myself, a, a uh, lost person, possible version of myself okay okay let me explain like like right now even like i look and i'm like ah, oh, you know I've, I've wasted so much time and i honestly i probably haven't mm-hmm. okay that's how i feel and i envy it's more of a thought like that if i had spent more time on this or made a move on that or started up this thing that i wanted to do uh or even just like doing a podcast i wanted to do a podcast for years and i just i didn't get it up off the ground until, you know, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what was I doing? And I envy this idea that I could have had this success or different career or change in just my home life that I didn't achieve. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, so, you know, that's a possibility too, isn't it? Like we can even create, you know, I'll call it fantasies, about what our lives could have or should have looked like. And and we can envy that too, can't we? Because I feel like I'm still chasing some of those things. Yeah, I mean, you could, and all that you would, I would assume, I think that you're right. That is like in just in the envy boasting world of the self, mm-hmm. right? Because you could maybe see somebody who is maybe your exact age, certain life situation, yada, yada, who, who was more self-controlled or whatever, and has more than you. And He's you'd just be not like, as wise yeah, as me. So, yeah, there you go. There's got to you get. That's you got to find something. But that actually, the way you described it, is certainly again, it's just a sort of a vacuum of something is that you want that you don't have. I'm gonna call this so, uh, give it a minute therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, and it's interesting because when when Paul says, you know, love does not envy or boast, you know, you're basically. Uh, and that's why it says like, and that's why envy, which is a lack of love, that's why it puts you in darkness, right? Because who knows what it is that you are actually supposed to accomplish. The only person who knows what it is that you're supposed to accomplish and be is God. And he's got a will for you and he's got work for you to do. 
And if, uh, and that's what you want to tap into. Um, but it might not be necessarily what it is you feel like you want or need. And that's where it gets into, well, do you know the will of God and do you like the will of God is another, you know, that's when you start to get into that question. Yeah. And that's where, because we, we kind of talked about this last time, this, uh, you know, you're not going to necessarily end up, you know, you're not going to get in this position where God's going to go, oh, how did you get here? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> you know? and right. So that's, I, I guess, you know, that's kind of where I would find myself at in this. Do I like the will of God? Because where I'm at right now is definitely the will of God. Yes. Have I ever mentioned on this podcast, like uh, when my when I was actually like I was uh, going to a different church and I would like meet a girl, we'd talk, you know. Yeah, and that's right. Like yeah, walk yeah, away yeah. and be like, oh, you know, just if only I had a girl that's more like Michaela, you know, if only a girl more like her. And my wife still doesn't believe me that that's what was going down. That's and, hilarious. You know, eventually, like, because I am super intelligent, I connected those dots <laughs> that I should ask her out, you know, and call her up, even though I hadn't talked to her in like two years. That's amazing. So, uh, that's, but so that's, that's where I'm at because that's what God's will is or was, you know. And so. And- that's right. And even what you haven't done is God's will too. Yeah. So like so, not having, uh, you know, I, I, I would have already surpassed Joe Rogan on the podcast. You know, I would have, yes. <laughs> would have been the biggest Christian podcast yeah, in the absolutely, world. Absolutely, uh, dude. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was, was it, God's will that that doesn't happen though. <laughs> and that's actually one of the things that's so hard about God's will is because you're almost always thinking of it as, in the future and there's, and you can't help but bring your desires into it for sure. Uh, Except for it, it often has much more of it's defined much more by love. Uh, You're not going to understand the will of God. If you do not love and you cannot love, if you envy, Uh, you cannot love if you boast even, you know, and a lot of people sometimes, they might even think of cr- boasting as crass or something like that. But honestly, a lot of people just live to say, um, like, I need this to happen because I couldn't even live with myself if this didn't happen. You know, if I didn't make this amount of money, if I didn't have this amount of success, if I didn't have this family, I, could, I couldn't live with myself. That's an, that is an aspect of boasting, uh, even if you're just trying to boast to yourself, you know, in a way that says, hey, I did it and accomplished it. And I, I do apologize. I do have in my notes here what you said about the storms. I want to read it real quick. Mm-hmm. Having authority over our circumstances doesn't mean we won't have storms. It just means that we will have authority over those storms. Mm-hmm. And so when we're talking about having authority over our circumstances, that falls in line. That falls in line when we have, uh, I guess, accepted and or we, we know have accepted and like the will of God. Mm-hmm. That is how we have authority over our circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't want people to think that I'm saying you choose your fate, you know, like one of those like pick your adventure games online. You know, that's not what we're saying. It is a matter of when we've aligned ourselves with God's will, that's when we have authority over our circumstances. And I love the way you said that because that really that really brings it all together for me. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know? that's exactly right. Because when you and I th- like the way you said that, I'll probably use that and take credit for it. What's that's that? A, uh, the you know, accept and like the will of God. <laughs> Throw uh, that in the next sermon, <laughs> yeah, exactly. will you? Because <laughs> I got three points. You need to know, accept the will of God. <laughs> that came to me from the Lord. Oh uh, no. Uh, so, but I, no, that's really good. Um, but you can see how how envy is so different than that, right? Envy keeps you basically your circumstances have authority over you when you desire and that's what it is your motive you're, you're coming from your will you know your thoughts your emotions your will and um that's got to be that's why jesus says to us to take up our cross and follow him it's you got to die to those desires not necessarily that he might not give them to you it's just that they cannot be the thing to run your life the will of god is what is running your life and you want to understand what it is, accept it and like it, uh, which you so. And that's what's really said. kind of. That's what we talk about. Like you know, uh, uh, we don't get our peace from anywhere else. We get our peace from from God. Mm-hmm. Our peace comes from God, not from uh, anything that we've acquired or done or gained. It's because we know that what we've acquired, done, or gained is His will. Mm-hmm. And that is that is what we're really falling for. But and there's guess. lots of other stuff too. Like I mean, like I can just illustrate. Like for me, I don't love where I live. Not in my house. I like our house. Whatever. I don't like North Cincinnati. Like I like. I think that in my mind, I can imagine a number of other places I would rather live. Just dox us, man. And just, no, just I know, and just leave. Yeah, yeah. And just you know, one of those things. I would just to me, that's always a thing that I have wrestled with, right? Where I don't really like where I live, the the North Cincinnati. Um, but this exactly gets into God's will. It's just basically like, well, what am I going to do? Am I just going to be like mad or bummed or envy or maybe like, no, I live in North Cincinnati because it is the will of God for me to be here. Uh, it is definitely the will of God for me be, to be here. I'm going to be here for a while. And um, so uh, now that I know that, also, how do I come to a place if I don't like it, get to a place where it's like I'm, you know, submitted to it and eventually get to a place to like it. So um, and we're, it's like that with all of our desires, right? Like, you know, it's, uh, you know, we, you know, God, you know, uh, Paul says in Acts 17 that he gives us the boundaries of our habitation. He's in charge of where we live. You know, he gives us spouses. You know, it's like, that's nuts. You know, there's like the things that God gives is pretty much everything, of course, but like he gets very specific about it. And so, Thank you know, we need, um, that's, I mean, again, that's like what's running your life. Um, but if your will is running your life, um, which mine has done for a very long time, even as a Christian, right? Um, it's, uh, it, you know, it, it makes knowing and liking the will of God really hard. So two things. First off, thank God he chooses our wives for us because who knows what weird, crazy person I would have chosen, okay? <laughs> and then been like, how did I end up in this mess? 
Uh, two, yeah, I agree, man. The only people that like it around here are people that have never appreciated mountains. Okay, <laughs> that's just a fact. All right, I don't care. That's right. I've been spoiled says. by the amount of mountains uh, I've seen. I think. Seriously, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I even just you know we're over here. I mean, that the Appalachian Mountains are good enough for me. You know, that's I mean, right. Like the Rockies, I'm sure, are just way better. But I've I've never been out there and so I'll settle for the Appalachians. Uh, you know, I want to jump back to. We talked about the faith in Jesus and faith of Jesus. And you mentioned, and maybe I missed it, I might have missed it, but you mentioned having a choice on whether we're going to nurture faith in Jesus or faith of Jesus. So uh, the first one is, is there anything wrong with nurturing both? And like, what is the difference there? Like, what are we really breaking down here when we say that we have a choice to nurture one or the other? Yeah, um, that's a great, great point. I mean, I think what I mean by this is, is when you think that God is outside of you, is outside of you and you're, and he's supposed to like order the circumstances in such a way where from the outside, I think that is a fundamental misunderstanding of what God is actually doing. So, um, because he is inside of you. And so the power is inside of you. It's not outside of you. That's what Paul says in Ephesians, right? The, uh, the, um, the incredible power within us. And so, um, so when we have faith in Christ, a lot of it's asking him to like change something from the outside where largely what is actually, um, what we actually do have is, uh, you know, really probably capable for the situation. So, um, which is often the difference between having faith in Christ and the faith of Christ. So I have faith in Christ that he's going to save me, right? Because he says that everyone who believes that God raised him from the dead and has confessed him as Lord will be saved. So I'm trusting in Christ, right, to save me. It's his work, you know, that kind of thing. But um, when it often comes to the day-to-day being led by the Holy Spirit, I don't actually know um, what God is necessarily going to do from the outside of me. But I do know that he's promised me the mind of Christ. I do know that he's, uh, through the Holy Spirit, he's promised, you know, he wants to pour out his love into my heart through the Holy Spirit. He wants to give a spiritual revelation and understanding um, by the Holy Spirit. You know, there's all those kinds of things. He wants me to know the will of God. He wants me to, you know, all you start to understand where I'm going with this is Jesus says, abide with me and and my words abide in you. Ask whatever we wish and it will be given to you. So he's actually saying the power is not outside of you to like change your circumstances. The power is within you to uh to deal with your circumstances that's where it gets down to the authority right um if you think if you if you're trusting in christ to um i don't know let's say you're single and you really want a spouse you're trusting in christ to give you a spouse well that's something outside of you instead of just being like what is what's actually going on right now in you that you can um you know that you can know the mind of Christ, you know, have you been experiencing the the real experience love of God so that it like is transforming you. So you're not so desperately like wanting 
a, a spouse, you know, that it's in a way that's controlling you, uh, if that makes sense. So, um, so it's not wrong. I mean, obviously, faith in Christ is so important, of course. Right. Because Christ is still outside of us, too. He's not only within us. He's also, you know, at the right hand of God. But, um, but the faith of Christ is a, is you literally having the mind of Christ, right? What Paul says in Corinthians, that is ours in the Holy Spirit. So. Yeah, and I think that's where, especially as a young Christian, that I was kind of, uh, you know, I'll say lost, you know, because a lot of what I heard. Not necessarily what was trying to be taught to me, but what I heard was that, uh, you know, I have power and authority to basically make what I want to happen happen. You know. Yes. And I definitely know where that. There's definitely a stream of American Christianity that's like that. Yeah. Well, I don't think I was ever actually taught that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm pretty sure the pastors I was listening to and the churches I were going to were uh, trying to say something similar to what you're saying now. But what I was hearing was, oh, yeah, I'm about to knock this out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, because we have that, you know, going back to that that envy thing and whatnot, we have that desire for these things Mm -hmm. or circumstances or whatever it is. And then our our brains. I mean, so often we hear what we want to hear. Oh, that's so true. You know, so true. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think I was yes. hearing what I was wanting to hear. Oh, hundred percent. Same. And importantly, you know, I, I feel like I've been I've been out of that like I'm I'm in control stage for quite some time, but I still wrestle with the uh, I'll say I'll put it like the authority of God because there are some teachings, if you will, that seem to indicate that every motion I make is down to like God decided, like even when I'm talking with my hand here, our listeners can't see it, but I don't ever stop moving my hands when I talk. Like it's just something I do. And so that is something that people would say, oh yeah, like that's because that's what God wants you to do right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm kind of of this mindset where I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think God cares if I get rid of this habit or not. I really don't. Talking with your hands. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't I don't think that he's got that on his radar. Mm-hmm. You know, God's, you know, it's more of a, a bigger picture thing. And, uh, you know, when you get down to the granular things like that, I'm like, I feel like you're really looking for a cop out now for everything that you do wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. now we're turning it into, well, I was... Clearly, God wanted me to be speeding. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been speeding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get yeah. out of here, dude. Right, <laughs> you know? right. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's all those. Yes. It, when it gets down to that granular level, that's when I'm like, no. And so for me, it's identifying. Is this a granular level thing that I am making a decision here? Or is it a much bigger picture thing? Mm-hmm. You know, like we talk about the big things, you know, who who we marry, you know, kids and and all that. But then you get into, okay. Is the way that I'm raising my kids the way that God wants me to, or am I making that decision? Mm-hmm. And I get, I get caught up in it. Mm-hmm. That's my problem. You know, as I feel like the look on your face is saying, like you are thinking way too much about this. <laughs> no, no, these are. <laughs> you're right because you wonder, okay, how much does God govern, and what do we need to be, what do we need to like sort of focus on when it comes to what it is He governs and not. 
Um, well, you know, one of the things that, yeah, it, it gets, uh, it gets silly if you get to be like, I, I don't know if I can, you know, talk with my hands, you know, that's like, you know, but there's also a sense too where, um, you know, Paul says in Colossians to do all things in the name of Jesus, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Now, that verse is incredibly strange if you if you really think about it. Like, what does it actually mean to do everything in the name of Jesus, uh, whether you're word or deed? And then why does he say giving thanks to God through him? Um, well, I take it to mean basically which is that you want your focus in word and deed to be uh, trusting in what Jesus does for uh, you in the situation you're in. So when I'm thinking about raising my kids today, I'm saying, you know, and I'm my kind of the move of my focus and my mind and heart is, Jesus, would you do this through me? But I still have to act. Right. It's not, you know, he's not going to, I'm not a robot. Um, but Jesus, I'm trusting you that you are going to um, say and do what needs to be done. And, you know, I'm, and that doesn't mean we're always going to do it perfect, but that's what he says, giving thanks. Right. And then you're just like, and then after you do it, it's, you give thanks. So even this podcast, you know, coming in today and just being like, uh, Lord, I want to say what you want to say. I'm going to look to, you to um like i'm going to do this podcast in jesus name and just trusting uh, not what it is i want to say but what it is that maybe you want to say and however you want to move or prompt me you know i don't really worry about the technicalities of it it's just a little kind of inward you know kind of i guess like focus towards jesus and not toward myself and then just Thanking God, thank you know through Jesus that whatever it is that came out came out, and you know that's what that's what it is like, um, you know so, you know I need to you know you can do your job tomorrow in the name of Jesus. How would Jesus be the IT guy at you know this school, right? That's actually probably what it really means. You know when I come home at five and my wife's tired and exhausted from watching the kid all day and I'm tired and exhausted from my job and whatever like Jesus I need your help to be a husband in the name of Jesus for the next three hours until the baby goes to bed and then you just I'm going to trust that you're going to do what you would do if you were here but you're going to do it through me that's kind of what this is in a lot of ways and um and that's what it means to sort of have uh, and, and that's why you don't get stuck necessarily in being like, get it, have it be silly in a way where it's like, I, you're a totally free being within that, but you're also trusting that Jesus is going to live his life through you. So, so I'm going to go to Ecclesiastes here, because what you were saying there uh, reminded me of Ecclesiastes. One of my favorite books, it might be my favorite book of the Bible, actually. I've read books on Ecclesiastes. I've read this book probably like nine times. Yeah. Uh, but chapter nine, verse 10, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might 
for there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in death to which you are going. <laughs> okay, so, you know, obviously, I think uh, Solomon is speaking a little bit dreadful here. You know, it's like, <laughs> you're going to die, man, so you might as well give it your all. Yep. Okay, but that's sort of the mentality here, though, right? Like, we are, uh, whatever we're doing, as you like you were saying with this podcast, like, let's get in here and let's do it as best we can and trust that Jesus is guiding us, you know, and obviously, uh, you know, maybe that's why we have correction in the church. You know, if, you know, somebody else jumps on here or listens to one of these podcast episodes and they go, you know, Dave, Eric, uh, you guys sounded like a couple of idiots in this episode. You were saying this and that's wrong. And here's why then we can go back and, you know, we can correct, you know, absolutely. But there is that, you know, we come in here and do it the best we can and and we do it with all of our might you know because hey you were gonna die one day right so yes. <laughs> uh you know and with an eye i mean with an kind of an inward eye to uh as and and this takes a lot of practice and i'm nowhere near where i love to be with it but an inward eye almost to being like jesus i'm trusting you to do this through me you're actually trying to put some inward focus on Jesus doing the work through you or coming through you, um, his ideas, his mind, his his clarity, whatever it is, to um, to come through. And in fact, like this sermon was probably a very good example for me because I really struggled with this idea of the faith in Christ and the faith of Christ the whole week. How am I going to explain it? And it just like came together like 20 minutes before I gave it. (laughs) And, and truly, and that's really what it was. It wasn't, how can I explain like within 20 minutes, I have to give this sermon within 20 minutes of our service starting that all of a sudden, like a couple things just clicked and organized in my mind where I knew exactly what it is I needed to say. And that's 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 doing it in the name of Jesus. And I totally just was like, thank you, Lord. You know, that's like Jesus did that, even though I was the one speaking. But he's the one that organized my mind and thoughts through this story to say what it is he wanted to say. And I just thank Jesus. It was a fantastic sermon, so, too. Thanks, dude. I yeah, really I, mean, I mean, I actually I do really believe that that is, uh, it really, th- that sermon especially, I think, was, was full of the Holy Spirit, largely because I, it, even to the night before, my wife asked me what the sermon was about. I gave her like a two-minute synopsis, and I, you could just tell in that two-minute synopsis of just like how boring it was. It was horrible. I just gave her the worst synopsis. It was like boring. It was horrible. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not going to go well. Like this is not, you know, and so. Uh, and you know, and so it was just, uh, but that, that's part of what I'm trying to do even on sermons. Um, but yeah, it is, you know, how do I trust that God is going to give, uh, what he's going to give through me as the situation demands it.